Welcome to Untimely Radio Theater. Brand new stories with an old-time attitude. Tonight's story is swash. High seas shenanigans and swashbuckling chicanery. Hold on to your cutlass. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Let us take you back to the golden age of piracy, where men were strong, women were exasperated, and the youth of the day were going places. Unless, of course, the constables got to them first. Where are we going? And why did you wake me at five o'clock in the morning to get there? We're headed to the docks, little brother. And I woke you because we've become a bit too popular with the locals. Not again, Robert. Hold on. What's this? This is a wanted poster. It is, isn't it? Oh, they didn't do you justice, Fred. It was the loaded dice, wasn't it? And I'd just gotten Alphonse settled. Well, you'd have to leave the bird to his fate this time, Fred. Oh, no, 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 no. I know you better than that, Robert. Alphonse is right here. You stuck the pigeon in your jacket? I couldn't very well stick him under my hat. Well, you'd better hope they allow pets in carry-on. I think I see our transportation. Those particularly intimidating-looking ruffians down the way? Would you stop worrying about details? Details? Like uh, the well-used cutlasses they're wearing? You know, the sharp, pointy things that hurt when they poke you? And they have a monkey! The monkey has a cutlass. Well, that's not a monkey, Fred. It's a chimpanzee, and they're much more intelligent than monkeys. That makes me feel so much better. Well, they're just protecting their cargo from criminals. You mean people like us? Smile. We need to make a very good first impression. Ahoy! Well, that certainly worked. He's taking out his cutlass. So is the monkey. Oh, they're just being cautious. Could you take on a couple of passengers? We can pay our way. Oh, that's lovely, Robert. Tell the nice man with the big sword we have money. You need to be more trusting, Fred. We are con men, Robert. Trust is not in our vocabulary. And I don't think Alphonse likes them very much. Er, hello there, me mateys. What might you be wanting with the likes of an honest businessman such as myself? My brother and I are traveling merchants. Are you able to take on passengers? We might do, we, we might. The foul sheep to be welcome to me. There's something amiss with your sheep? Not wrong with the sheep, it's... The ship's moniker, the name you might say, perhaps because of what the sheep me does on the deck. At any rate, Captain might say aye if you're willing to do some work. We're a bit short on crew. Perhaps they killed them. Quiet. We'd be happy to lend a hand. Does she sail soon? Soon as this cargo, which is ours, gets loaded. <laughs> but the Captain won't allow no pigeons. Pigeons be bad luck. I thought it was women who were bad luck. Nope. Pigeons. Pigeons and watermelons. Well, I'm not on the ship. Watermelons? That seems... I've never heard of watermelons being bad luck. You ever seen a watermelon on a ship? Well, no. There you go. No pigeons. Ah, but Alphonse isn't a pigeon. No level-headed man would ever think of bringing a pigeon on board a sailing vessel. (laughs) Alphonse is a parrot. Don't look like no parrot to me. But Alphonse is a rare, grey-and-black, small-beaked, short-tailed rat parrot. Why does he look like a pigeon, then? Camouflage. 
The parrot's most dangerous predator is the carnivorous parrot-eating beaver. They subsist entirely on parrots. Only parrots who look like Alphonse have survived. Very rare bird. Very valuable. Valuable, you say? Well, then, not wrong with parrots on a ship. Welcome aboard. Oh, just smell that salt air. Do you have to do that? Apparently. Why haven't they killed us yet? You're still worried about that? No, I was hoping they put me out of my misery. We've not been on this loop one hour, and already you're complaining. Look at Alphonse. He's not complaining. That'd be a pigeon on your shoulder there. Best to eat it before it brings us bad luck. Alphonse is not a pigeon. He's a rare breed of parrot. Sounds like a pigeon. Uh, Come now. You must realize that parrots have the ability to imitate any animal. You should hear his kangaroo impression. What's a kangaroo sound like? There. Perfect kangaroo impression. I can cook kangaroo. He's not a kangaroo. He's a parrot. And he's my friend. You don't eat friends. Not if there be better eating to be had. I'll give you that. Ha-ha. Ha. Don't worry, laddie. You're safe for tonight. I'll be butchering Eloise. My God, they're cannibals. Nah, Eloise is a sheep. I will miss her, though. She's kept me warm many a windswept night. That's nice. I hear we're headed to Coburn Island. In the general direction. And yourself? My brother and I are looking for investment opportunities. Oh, very wise, sir. Very wise. I can tell your men who are going places. Where they be going? Brig or the drink? No sense keeping deadweight. Just make sure you get that parrot before they go. Always wanted to have me a parrot. Feeling better, Fred? As good as I'll feel until we're on dry land. Alphonse is worried. Forget Alphonse for a minute. We're short on capital. We need a plan to separate some of these gentlemen from their wages. They don't strike me as people who'd appreciate that kind of plan. You saw the cargo they carry. There'll be plenty to go around. They may not even notice their lack. Easy pickings, Fred, I promise you. I like his boots. I like his boots, too. Hey there, laddies. Fancy a game? A bit of luck for us, eh, Fred? The word luck fits in there somewhere. Probably right after bad. What game did you have in mind, gentlemen? The empty your pockets game. I don't believe I know that one. It's dead simple. You just empties your pockets. There's really no need for violence, gentlemen. Need? Never said nothing about need. I'd say it's more like want. (laughs) This is piracy. See, I told you they'd be smart, lads. Hey, Captain, look here. What be this? It's a wanted poster. You must have some of your own. Aye, but Arn don't have no writing, on account of us being illiterate pirates and all. What's it say? Wanted for piracy. (gasps) Piracy on the high seas. 
The low seas, too. Funny coincidence, that. Us being pirates? We are. And we want to join your crew. We do? Really? Well then, welcome aboard, me hearties. You sure don't talk like pirates, Captain. That's because those two don't know the difference between a porthole and a poop deck. Why, they're still breathing, then. They ain't pirates, but those wanted posters are real. When we make landfall, we'll turn them in and collect our reward. Meanwhile, we can always use hands for the scut work. Who gets what? And what's the captain say? Keep your shirts on and get in line, you scurvy bilge rats. There's plenty of butchered sheep to go around. What are we going to do when they find out we're not really pirates? You're worrying again. What did our mother say about the little problems we encounter? That it's always your fault. Brains or stomach, me lads? I thought sheep had haunches and ribs and and things like that. The sheep weren't that big. Captain gets first choice. It goes down the line, like, and you're at the bottom. The bottom gets the wobbly bits. The wobbly bits? I'd consider giving ye first choice of your parrot. Alphonse is not a main course. I can do appetizers. Pirates don't eat parrots. It's against the rules. So ye gets the wobbly bits. And yous also gets to muck out the galley later. Did you notice that Otto got better rations than we did? Well, Otto's a respected member of the crew. Otto's a monkey. A powder monkey? George says he's the best gunner's mate he's ever had. Really? Well, he stole my hardtack when I wasn't looking. I was saving it for Alphonse. John left some of the wobbly bits on the floor. Alphonse can eat that. Alphonse is a vegetarian. Quiet you, or I'll put you in a casserole. This is the worst trip I've ever been on. Well, look on the bright side, Fred. It can't get any worse. Uh, Stay calm, Fred. Edward has a firm hold of the line. You're perfectly safe up there. That's easy for you to say you're down on the deck. You're supposed to be untangling lines on the mast, not clutching like it's your ma. Don't you know what a boatswain's chair's for? Some sort of torture device? I think I'd prefer to be keel-hauled, thank you very much. And Alphonse doesn't like heights! He's a bloody bird. Avast! Uh, ye mateys! I see something on the horizon! I think it's a ship! A ship? Perhaps we'll have a bit of fun today after all. By bit of fun, do you mean boarding the ship, fighting at close quarters, making the survivors walk the plank, then burning the ship until it sinks into the briny deep? Mm, that That's it? Lesbies likes their ship better. Then we burn this one till it sinks into the briny deep. Let's see what we can see. Damnation. Hmm. Looks like we'll be having a parley with the fleet. Fleet? Uh, what fleet? For a pirate, you don't get out much. The British Navy. Perhaps they've not yet spotted us. Bring the Roger down, me buckos, and turn this sloop. We'd be running against the wind. Now what happens? We head away from yon vessel and hope they're either not spotted us or... Or we gets boarded, tried for piracy, and hanged. 
Not necessarily in that order, mind you. What's the word? She's seen us. She's coming fast. We could try to outrun her, Captain. We could load cannons and give him a fight. <laughs> Otto's right. We've neither the speed nor the firepower to go against a navy ship. I'm afraid it's the gallows for us, men. I don't want to be a pirate anymore. Easier said than done, lad. Now don't be too sure about that, Captain. I'll be buggered if we can get away with this. Well, you're not getting away with anything, Captain. You're all staying below decks. Let us do the talking. But I'm the captain. You're the captain of a pirate ship. The Navy needs to see the captain of a merchant vessel. Fred, Alphonse has to go below with the crew. Why? Can't have a parrot in sight, lad. They'll know we be pirates for sure. But he's not a... uh comfortable with strangers. And what about Otto? The monkey can stay. I understand you're headed for Coburn Island, Captain. Yes, sir. We have cargo sorely needed at the settlement. I'd say you're in luck, then. We happen to be headed for Coburn ourselves. We'll be happy to escort you. It will take at least a week to make port, Captain Tidewell. We'd hate to put you to all that bother, sir. It's no bother at all. Really, I insist. It's called etiquette. Somebody etiquette? Try to keep up. That weren't me. That were John. Listen up, you scurvy dog. Can't you see the man's trying to tell us about... What? What is it you're trying to tell us about again, lad? We're supposed to be honest merchants. That means we have to behave like honest merchants at Coburn. How are we going to do that, then? Well, that was a good first try, Captain. But next time, open the bottle by pulling out the cork rather than breaking the bottle open on the table. Why don't we watch how Edward and John are doing? All right. John. Let's say that Edward here is the serving wench at a local drinking establishment. Why can't he be the serving wench? He's got better legs. It, it doesn't matter what his legs look like. Not to you, maybe. Can we just get on with it? Touchy little bugger, isn't he? Now, John, you want dinner and some ale. What is it you say to the girl? Give us a smooch. Get away from me, you deft bugger. I think you're getting the hang of it, John, but if you want something to eat, you should ask for it. I begin to think it'd be better if we were hanged. A week wasn't nearly enough time to turn those cutthroats into respectable merchants. All we need to do is play to our strengths, Fred. Robert, we're con men pretending to be pirates, pretending to be merchants. Uh, what particular strengths are you referring to? Your problem is you lack imagination. No. My problem is I have imagination. I can well imagine my neck in a noose at the end of an uncomfortably short rope. Oh, cheer up. All we have to do is send the men out to sell the merchandise. As long as they don't gut anyone, and looting and pillaging are definitely off the table. Oh, I think we can keep them in line. 
The merchants will get top quality materials, and the men will experience getting money without having to murder anyone first. Ah, yes. Win-win. That's the spirit. Now, let's get this done before Captain Titsup gets wise. We've been here a week, and the hold is still half full. What is taking these men so long to unload this cargo? They appear to have taken the idea of shore leave to heart. Well, that's not right. Pirates only stay on dry land long enough to drink and plunder. Normally, yes, but George has spent an inordinate amount of time in the tea shop. Apparently, Otto's a dab hand at reaching high shelves. And Eleanor thinks he's cute. The monkey? The pirate. Well, nothing wrong about that. A pirate in a tea shop with a monkey. There's nothing right about that. You should be proud of how well you've taught the men. John got himself another sheep by actually paying for it. I'm glad money was involved, but I'm not too enthusiastic about the sheep. That truth be told, he bought it for Edward. And things get better and better. Is this affection for sheep going to infect the entire crew? Oh, it's not like that. Edward met Maggie McCormick, the local spinster. He's asked her to teach him how to use the spinning wheel, and uh, he needed some wool. Are you telling me that Edward, the boatswain, the, the, the sadist who stuck me up in that chair for an afternoon, wants to make yarn? It turns out he's been secretly knitting for years. So all that fancy-looking rigging? Knitting's his true passion. What happens when the rest of the crew finds out? Well, John's applied to cook at a vegan restaurant. They cook vegans? What? What's a vegan? Never mind. I think we'd better get the cargo sold before we lose the entire crew. Oh, don't worry. I could sell a three-legged horse to a racetrack. I can unload the rest of this cargo in no time. We'll set sail in a day or two. Trust me. All right. I'll trust you. I'll trust you while I hide out in the local pub. It's dark, and I'll be difficult to recognize. A pint, please. Mr. Jones, I see we're of like mind tonight. You planning to get blind drunk, too? <laughs> we're celebrating a successful run, thanks to you. You filled the larders of these poor islanders. I don't believe they've ever had quite so many supplies. Glad we could be of help. No more than I. In fact, I think it may be the start of something quite lucrative for the both of us. Congratulations, Captain. We've emptied the ship's hold and filled the storehouses of the merchants in town. We be real merchants. Uh, don't quit your day job. And speaking of which... Wouldn't you say it's time we set sail? I've been cogitating on that very thing. It's storm season. Might be best to lay up in port a bit. Sure. Gives us a chance to load up on supplies, get the rigging squared away. Aye, and I be learning some new recipes from Nancy over at the Hungry Hippo. George and Otto are helping out Maggie in the tea shop. Well, uh, storm season can't last too long, eh, man? Well, Robert, me lad, it's like this. We, uh, that is, uh, me and my men. Well, we... Ah, uh, come on, Captain. Just tell him. Tell him just what, exactly? We, we like it here. And we really like the people. They warn you before they dump out their chamber pots. That's what I call class. 
we've decided to hang up the Jolly Roger for good, in a manner of speaking. <gasps> I'm very proud of all of you. There you are, Fred. Do you know what this lot's planning to do? I had an inkling. And I have some news of my own. All the supplies people bought from us are now in the hold of Captain Tidewell's ship. You mean after we went to all the trouble of delivering the cargo to the shops, he went in and bought it for his own larder? Not exactly. Turns out Captain Tidewell dabbles in a bit of piracy himself. You mean he just took it without paying out? The scurvy dog. That's not honest piratin'. That's out and out thievery, that is. Hold on now. Just, just how are you going to stop him, eh? We got sabers. And they have pistols. You'd be more outgunned here than on the open seas. It ain't fair. Why don't we sail the ship back to the mainland and get more supplies? And give Tidewell more booty to plunder? There must be something we could do. Perhaps there is, but not as merchants. What are you getting at, lad? And please tell me it doesn't involve firearms. Captain Tighty Whitey fights dirty. And when your opponent fights dirty, there's only one way to win the game. Sir, the merchant ship is off the port bow and closing fast. What could those fools possibly want? I I couldn't say, sir, but the coming broadside and the cannings are showing. What? Traitorous villains! All hands to battle stations. We'll show them which side their crumpets are buttered on. Well, Mr. Jones, why haven't we fired upon them? We seem to be... Lacking munitions, sir. What the blazes are you talking about? We have a full complement of weaponry. No, sir. At this particular moment in time, sir, it appears someone has um, raided the larder, in a manner of speaking. What? Those sneaking, no-good scoundrels. No matter. We'll fight them man-to-man. Man-to-man might be a bit of a problem, Captain. Half the town is here. That's the cook from the Hungry Hippo. Put down that sword before you hurt yourself, woman. Eat my barley soup without paying, would you? Didn't your ma teach you better manners? Ha! Enough of this. Pray tend, you scabrous scoundrels. Halt while I'll run this pretty miss through with my sword. That's better. Now, if you'll all be so good as to find a spot along the railings... Well, not line up to be shot like vermin, you poxy bilge rat. I'm not going to shoot you. That would get blood all over my deck. Now, we're all going to take a nice, refreshing dip in the local waters. But sure as a legal way, we'll all be drowned. A fair point. And I like to think I'm a fair man. So, I'll allow you to choose. Take a chance on your swimming abilities, or I separate this lovely lass's head from her body. Unhand that woman, you scoundrel! Why should I, pray tell? I'm the one holding the gun. You might want to rethink that strategy, Captain Tiddlywinks. You. The rest can jump. You two, 
I'll shoot. <laughs> you bit me, you nasty. Look out, sir. The monkey has a gun. He's a dumb animal, Mr. Jones. He couldn't possibly... And so, we leave the age of ocean breezes and picturesque sailing ships. The pirates settled on the island, adding a certain spice to the village. Robert commandeered the foul sheep and established a steady trade with the mainland. On occasion, he'd fleece a random bar patron just to keep his hand in. Fred decided to live a bit more dangerously and became the village teacher. As for Alphonse, he found himself a female gray and black, small-beaked, short-tailed rat parrot, and, as always happens in these stories, lived happily ever after. We hope you enjoyed Swash. Please tune in next week for Untimely Radio's production of No Such Luck, where Ireland shares its magic with a young lass on the trip of a lifetime. Rick Werblin is Robert, Freeman Land is Fred, David Goldbeck is John, and the British Captain, Mark Sturrisher as Edward and Mr. Upton, Kevin Oberlorel as the narrator and pirate captain, Tessa Oberlorel as Nancy, story by M.D. Oberly, some special effects courtesy of Quick Sounds. Mm-hmm.